So everybody right now, please welcome. Welcome to the Sports Fantasies Podcast, where we break down rankings, projections. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show, everyone. Do you love fantasy sports? And going off the beaten path? Well, then this is a show for you. Oh, yeah. It's time for... Sports Fantasies with Miller and McCarty. Welcome back. Sports Fantasy with Miller and McCarty, episode 52. Take three. Oh, After abrupt. a week off, I am back. He's and back. Better than ever. Sorry, Greeny. Still in your line. We're going to start with the pickle as always, which may or may not be sponsored by the Pickle King of Clifton Springs, Mr. Steve DeCook. Hey, go on and turn your mic up a little bit again. Oh, boy. <laughs> <can't>. Here we <laughs> go. Oh, I like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Steve DeCook, as I yeah. mentioned. And one of the other eight recordings we've already done was <laughs> was recently awarded the title of Fire Chief in Clifton Springs. So congratulations, Mr. DeCook. We still would like some pickles. Shout out. All right. So we're going to do our baseball preview show tonight. So, of course, the pickle is going to be all about football because that's how we do things. So we're going to do some way uh, top ten Way too early NFL rankings. Um, five guys that aren't obvious that we love going into 2022 and five guys we don't like or hate that are not obvious going into 2022. And then we'll get into the baseball stuff. Uh, McCarty wanted to start this show at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is now approximately 10.53 Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> so we are off to a wonderful start. We've had all sorts Good of start. stuff going at us tonight. So McCarty. Top 10 way too early NFL rankings. Let's go with your 10 through 7, sir. Sure. My number 10, they were a hot team to start out last year. I think 7-0 and kind of floundered near the end. A couple question marks this year. I'm sure Murray will be back, uh, but just a couple question marks. I've got the Cardinals down at 10. My number 9, maybe a little low for a team that went to the Super Bowl, uh, I've got the Bengals. I just thought last year, uh, you know, again, I think maybe they were a year or two ahead of their time, and the AFC is just loaded. So I've I've got to still have them at nine despite their run last year. And my number eight, I've got the Packers in here. I don't know. I don't feel great about it just because with no Adams, but they've got Rodgers, so how do you not have them in the top ten? The Packers, to me, if they go out and get another receiver, even if they don't, who knows? Rodgers could still get them to eleven and six in in the NFC Championship game, probably. So uh, maybe low, maybe high. I'm not sure what to think of the Packers. Hey, what, do you, what do you got at seven? My number seven. I've got the Titans. Uh, again, I know they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. You've got Derrick Henry coming back off an injury. Uh, Tannehill, I think we saw more last year, especially in the playoffs, the, the true, uh, Tannehill. So I just, in a, in a league in the AFC full of quarterbacks, uh, I think the Titans will still be very good, uh, 
but they're going to start falling behind unless they, they make a change there at some point. I'll be quite honest. I left them out of my top 10. I can uh, see that. Because I, I want to see what, what else they're going to do this offseason. I do like them getting Robert Woods. I was hoping Woods would come back to Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Not that not that we need him, but I, w- I would have liked to see that reunion. So uh, my number ten is the Green Bay Packers. I almost didn't put him in here, uh, but again, kind of like what you mentioned with Aaron Rodgers, I, I couldn't leave him out. Uh, number nine, I went with the Baltimore Ravens. I like some things the Ravens have okay. done this off season. Uh, I don't think they're done. I I do ultimately think that if Antonio Brown does play, he ends up in Baltimore. Um, not saying he's a difference maker. Uh, I don't he, think he helps he, anybody. But he could leave at halftime of Game Three. Um, you never know. But uh, number eight, I got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think uh, Dak coming back. He's, he's fully healthy. I, I know they got rid of Cooper, but they did bring back um, Gallup, and I and also the tight end Schultz, right? Yep. Um, I think Zeke and Pollard make a great one, too. I think CD is a great number one receiver. They've tried to do a couple of things with their defense. I know they, they lost a, a couple of pieces as well, including Gregory. But I like Dallas at eight. And number seven, I put the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos. I think – and this might actually be low for them. Uh, with the cast that he has around him in Denver, I could see them doing some damage. Uh, we'll talk about um, some players that I like later on, and uh, there's a couple of Denver receivers I may or may not mention. What do you got six through four? Six through four, six, I've got the Chiefs. I have them taking a hit this year after losing Tyreek. Uh, I've got some question marks now about who Mahomes is going to throw the ball to. Uh, but, you know, I, I, again, they're another team that you can't certainly can't leave out of your – Top 10, they, they could still win the Super Bowl with Mahomes. But uh, my number five, you talked about him a second ago. I've got the Broncos because I actually have the Broncos finishing ahead of the Chiefs this year. Uh, just I, I thought they were really a, a quarterback away from being a really good team. And I think a team that has been better uh, than people think. They just didn't have a quarterback. Uh, you've mm-hmm. had the weapons there. You've got Judy going into year three now, Sutton maybe year four or five. Uh, I think Javante Williams is going to take over as the lead back there. I, if they bring back Gordon, then great. That's a nice backup to have. And then that defense, I think their secondary is in the tops of the league. Uh, so – I've got them actually uh, winning the AFC West this year at five. My number four, I think you had them around eight. I've got the Cowboys. I don't know. I, I don't love them being all the way up at four, but I, I'm still on that. I'm still on the, the Dak is back uh, offense uh, bandwagon. Defense has some playmakers. They're still not great overall, but they have a bunch of playmakers. They're going to put up a bunch of points. And again, they just they play in a bad division. So there's, they should have a pretty good record playing the Eagles and the Commanders and the Giants a few times this year. No, that that makes sense. I mean, I I can't hate on that. The, the Cowboys, I'm just, I have some question marks with. So my number six, oddly enough, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, uh, for the same reason you said, them losing Tariq, I think, could really hurt. I know when the Bills played the Chiefs early in the season last year. 
and Trey White played, and he was on treat most of the game. He didn't shut him completely down, but he limited him, and the Chiefs really struggled. Number five, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, why not? Tom Brady's 108 years old and still running around doing Tom Brady things. Yeah. Um, a team I thought you had a little lower than I would have, and I like some of the things they've already done in the offseason. Of course, there's still a decent amount of offseason to go. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Sure. So um, I obviously like them a little more than you do at this point. I do think they peaked early last year. I don't foresee them going back to the Super Bowl this year, but I think they deserve a top-five ranking here. What do you have at number three, sir? Uh, first off, I mean, this Duke-North Carolina Final Four game is getting salty. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been I've been watching it over here on my phone a little bit. Carolina up 78-76, seconds left. Carolina with the ball. I think they're going to the free throw line. Uh, what do you say? You just want number three? Yep, just number three. I yeah, will go back uh, and forth. There. Uh, all right. I don't think you're going to like this, but I've got the old Buffalo Bills at number three. Could I put them up at number one? Probably, but look, until you can go win the big games, I just can't do it. I think talent wise. Uh, they could be a top two team or even a top team. Uh, but again, you've got to win that game in Kansas City. You, you've got to get to the you got to get to the big show before I can put you up there. But I, I still love what they have and certainly have as good a shot as anybody. So Bills at three. Um, interestingly enough, my number three is also the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Uh, for some of the stuff you said, and also I'm a little nervous about their cornerback situation. Uh, Trey White's coming off a, a major injury. Don't know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. I would assume he would, but is he going to be the Trey White uh, of old right away? We don't know. Uh, they really need to address that. They need a, they need a second guy after losing Levi in free agency, which I don't think that's a huge loss for them. But I think the the cornerback position definitely needs to be addressed. I think everywhere else, I think they'll, they'll be fine. I think in the offensive line's improved. Receiver, they'll be fine even without Beasley. And if Sanders is done, I, I think they'll still be fine there. So uh, we agree on the Bills. What's your number two, sir? Well, gonna, number, number two, I've got the defending champion Rams. Uh, they'll be back locked and loaded. They lost Woods, but that's okay. They brought in Allen Robinson. Uh, they may or may not get OBJ back, um, depending on what happens with that. Uh, but you've got Akers back healthy from day one. The defense is still really good despite losing Miller. Uh, so I've got the Rams at two. All right. Uh, I have the Chargers at two. Uh, oh. I, I, I love what the Chargers have done this offseason. I think they're going to win the AFC West. Um, I think Herbert takes that next step. Their offense is pretty much still intact. They've added a bunch defensively, including Khalil Mack. So I, I like what the Chargers have done a lot. I have the Chargers as the number two team in the NFL currently. Fair enough. Didn't make my top ten. You've got them at two, but I know you'd like the Chargers. My number one, you you had them a little lower than I would have. Uh, Brady's back. Godwin's back. Fournette's back. Gronk will probably be back. Still got a really good defense. Uh, it's the Bucks. Uh, I still think they're going to be the team to beat this year. All right. Uh, my number one is the Rams, the defending champs. Um, they've they've added this offseason. I know they've lost a couple of pieces as well. Um, but because they are the defending champs and they have not lost a ton They've added some. I have them at the number one spot. I think someone has to beat them to prove otherwise. So a lot of crossover there. I think I have the Chargers. I obviously like the Chargers a lot more than you. You didn't have them in their top ten. I have them at number two. 
I did not. Um, but I believe the Chargers are going to be a threat, um, especially if that defense can be cohesive and Cleo Mack can stay healthy. So, all right, yeah. that will take us into our five not obvious guys that you love going into twenty twenty two. Can you Why believe? Can you believe? <laughs> sorry, can can you believe that North Carolina is going to spoil Coach K's uh, final game uh, at uh, uh, Cameron Indoor, and and North Carolina is going to knock Duke out of the Final Four, Coach K's final game? I mean, how? I mean, North I think, Carolina must just be loving this. I think what's amazing about this is that um, it's the first time they've ever met in the Final Four. It um, is very intense, to, to say the least. Uh, I'm a little upset because I am losing quite a few pickles right now because of this, because I'm in a, you know, a bracket challenge. And my throwaway bracket, I took Duke to win the whole thing, um, just out of respect to Coach K. And they came within, you know, seven seconds now of at least going to the finals and giving me a chance, but this will eliminate all of that. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. Thank you. All right. So five guys I love going into dynasty draft season. Why don't you give all me right. five through three here and then we'll alternate two and one. All right. And like you said, trying not to, you know, obviously I'm not going to give you um, Jonathan Taylor and uh, Najee Harris. Uh, so I was looking at our uh, our rankings over there with our boys at uh, Fantasy Pros. Uh, uh, I went tier five and below for dynasty rankings over there. So uh, first up on number five is a tier seven guy, it's Juju Smith Schuster. No more Hill uh, in Kansas City. So I think he has a chance to step in and do a little bit of what he did in Pittsburgh uh, back in his his second season there where he had 90 plus catches. He's actually had a couple of years of over 90 catches. He's still only 25 years old. If they don't add another receiver, uh, he's going to be the, the de facto one there. Uh, so I like him at, at that tier seven, my number four, another tier seven guy. It's Kadarius Tony of the giants. First round pick in 2021 had a couple of injuries last year. Uh, prior to that, before he was shut down, he had started to develop a little bit of a rapport with Jones. He had that huge 10 or 11 catch week, I think. So uh, with that newly revamped offense there, I, I think he can be a contributor this year, and you don't have to really to reach to take him because I don't think he's a, a hot name by any means. And my number three, you talked about the Cowboys re-signing him. He's a tier eight guy in Dynasty rankings. It's Michael Gallup. Uh, now that Amari is gone, I think he's going to have a big year. He's 26 years old. He's shown plenty of flash before. You know, Gallup, the first couple of years, uh, people were pretty high on him. I don't know that anybody thought he was ever going to be a, a true wide receiver one, but but a really good wide receiver two. And I think he can be that uh, with CD on the other side this year. No, I, I can't argue with, with any of those guys. Uh, you're going to love my number five because I said not obvious, right? So who do I put at number five? Michael Thomas. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not obvious. Um, coming off a couple of injury play seasons, uh, I think he's going to return to fantasy relevance. I don't know if he's going to be a top five guy, but I can see him easily being a top 10, top 15 guy. Of course, you have Jameis coming back to quarterback there with Andy Dalton coming in as the backup if needed. 
number four, I went uh, bonus, three-way bonus. I went a uh, bunch of running backs who were injured this year, who I think are going to come back and have big seasons in Adian Acres and Dobbins. I think one, two, or all three of these guys could end up being top ten running backs coming off of lost fantasy seasons. Okay. Um, I know a lot of them were hot names coming into this this season, but again, I think combined total fantasy points this year, they scored uh, under twenty points. Uh, and my number three, I have our always favorite guy, Tua Tagovailoa. Whose last name I should Tua. just I should just stick with Tua. He has a lot of weapons now. Um, should be the unquestioned starter bearing any trades in Miami. Of course, there's a lot of Tom Brady uh, rumors about, oh, about, about Miami. Um, but uh, I believe Tua. Um, Tua, especially because you have Tree Kill, who he can throw the ball four yards in the air, much like you know, Tua is better than Tim Tebow. I don't want to. Mince my words here. How dare you? But but much much like Tim Tebow to Demarius Thomas in the playoff game, where Tebow threw an eight yard post <laughs> post route and Demarius Thomas ran for seventy eight yards. You could see a lot of that from Tariq next year. Um, so I have two at number three. Who's your number two, sir? Sure. Uh, and before that, you know, I've switched over. Now the game is over. I'm back on WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey is in the ring. I I love it. Good stuff over here. My number two, <laughs> a tier six wide receiver guy I like a lot right now, Rashad Bateman uh, uh, of the Ravens. Didn't do a ton as a rookie, was injured a little bit. Uh, Marquise Brown had a great year, kind of a breakout year last year, and I think those two are going to be really good together uh, for the next few years to come. I would agree with that as well. Uh, my number two is... I have a, 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 a bonus here. Another bonus. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, uh, who I mentioned before, getting Russell Wilson mm-hmm. should increase their value quite a bit. I think you're going to see an uptick in both of these guys. I wouldn't be shocked to see these guys both in the top 20, 25 uh, fantasy wide receivers at the end of the year. Um, so, uh, again, I don't believe either of them are obvious just coming off injury-plagued seasons or down seasons for someone like Sunk coming off a big injury in 2020. So that's where I went with two. Where'd you go number one? I tell you what, man, Jerry Judy, I've been trying to buy his stock for the last two years because it's been low. But now, unfortunately, there's no way to get him now uh, since they got Wilson. So I think I've only, I only have him in one league. I wish I had him in more because I, I do believe that this is the year that you see Judy breakout. My number one, one of my favorites, uh, he's a tier five guy still. I would put him higher. It's the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Elijah Moore. Uh, by the end of the year last year, he showed what the hype was all about. There's a couple of guys ranked ahead of him. Uh, McLaurin, DJ Moore. I like Elijah uh, a lot more than both of those guys. So I would re- I would reach a little bit to take him as more of a tier three guy, to be honest, in Dynasty. That's interesting. I like Elijah more than McLaren for sure. Uh, I'm down on McLaren. I'm down on most of the commander's players. Um, however, uh, DJ Moore I love. Oh, I like his, more. I, I like DJ his, too. His, his quarterback situation is not any better. No. Uh, my number one here is, of course, I went Homer here. It's Gabe Davis. Yep. 
Beasley leaving, Sanders potentially gone. He becomes a true number two in Buffalo. I expect him to build on the breakout playoff game. Not saying he's going to average, you know, 200 yards and three touchdowns a week. That's not possible. But I believe he is going to really turn himself into a star here. And I believe he's going to actually start opening up the field for Diggs as much as Diggs is opening up the field for him. I hope so. I like Davis. All right. So now we'll go to the other side where we go to five guys we don't like, or I put hate. I know you don't yeah, like the term hate. Hate is a strong term. Uh, yeah. um, dislike. That's, that's better. So let's hear your five through three. Sir. And look, uh, when I say dislike, nothing personal. Uh, probably wonderful gentleman. Well, I, you know, I'm going to talk Hang about Hang on, time out. There's been a baseball trade. There has. O'Neill Cruz and Jay Ryan going from Joe Boo to Suga for Garcia and Zach Plezak. Well, we could talk about it in a little bit when we get to trades. Yeah, I just... It's too much to process right now. Are we... We're, we're, Go ahead. Five guys, you, five guys you don't like. Well, yeah, because I, I really wanted to get that trade down with Suga. I've been trying to get Cronenworth forever, and it's just not working. So go on. Five through three. <laughs> guys you don't like. I've said it three times now. McCarthy, I don't know what's going okay. on over there. Okay. Look. All right. My number five. Uh, and so kind of opposite before, I actually went tier five and below here. So tiers one through five. Um. This is a tier four player. I just talked about him, Terry McLaurin. Uh, I talked about the decline last year. I think we all talked about it last year. Still don't love the quarterback situation. I'm not a big Wentz fan. Uh, so, yeah, uh, again, I, I would take a guy like Elijah Moore uh, over him. My number four. So this one may be a little bit obvious uh, given pending suspensions, uh, but he is still a tier three guy. According to Fantasy Pros in Dynasty, it's Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, still uh, too high of a Dynasty draft stock for me. Uh, again, no way to predict what's going to happen next. Even if he didn't have the arrest, I still didn't love him as a Dynasty play. I think both you and I said that last year. We that, did. That, that was the time to get rid of him. So definitely don't love it now because uh, he's looking at jail time. And my number three, he's a Tier 5 guy, David Montgomery. So I get that he gets volume, but his first three years in the league, his yards per carry, 3.7, 4.3, 3.8. It's pretty poor. So I just don't see the Bears sticking with him once they find a better option long-term. No, here's my thing, though. You know what? I mean, if they don't draft a running back coming out of this draft, I don't hate Montgomery, but I understand why he's on your list. I have a couple of surprises right off the top here for you for my five through three, sir. Number five, at this exact moment, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, year older. He lost Adams and MSV. Unless they're a running team now, which would still hurt Rodgers' value, I'm just not sure that he's going to produce like a top five quarterback that we're used to seeing. I think he's still going to get drafted like a top five quarterback. And, and Dynasty shouldn't be anyways because of his age, but I think he will be, and I just don't see it. Uh, okay. Number four, Mac Jones. Uh, of course, when I did this research, they had not made the trade for Devontae Parker that they made today, which I actually like that trade a lot. But Mac Jones, the Patriots haven't done much to help him. 
They've lost a couple guys, and the teams around them have gotten better. I still believe that the Dolphins and Bills have gotten better, which doesn't help Matt Jones, obviously. But I, I do like the Devontae Parker um, signing, but I'm still going to leave him on this list at number four. Number three for me, another AFC East edition, Tariq Hill. I still think okay. he could produce as a top 20 wide receiver, uh, but he's been a top five guy for a while. And I think going to the Dolphins with Tua, again, I think he Tua. can still pro- I think he can still produce at a, at a top twenty level. But we're used to him being a top five guy, sometimes top three or even number one. Yeah. So I think I think he'll probably get overdrafted just on reputation alone. So that was yeah. my five to three. What do you have at number two? My number two, he's a tier five guy on fantasy pros. It's Josh Jacobs. Uh, and see my notes for Montgomery, basically. He, he did have a great rookie year, but then the last two years, again, yards per carry were four and 3.9. Uh, rushing attempts were way down last year. Uh, did not surpass 1,000 yards, despite being pretty healthy. I think he played 15 and 17 games. Receptions did increase, which is what's, what kept him relevant. However, you've just added Adams. So between Adams... Uh, you know, Waller was hurt a lot last year, so you've got him back. So between Adams, Waller, Renfro, I could see his receptions dipping back down again in, in the 30 to 40 range, which is going to put him more around, you know, a 10, 11 point per game guy. Uh, so again, long term, I just don't know that he's a, a feature back there. No, I I can't argue with that at all. Um, so I went with another new addition to another Florida team. Number two for me, Christian Kirk. If you expect him to produce like a top receiver just because he's getting paid like one, you will be very disappointed. Going to Jacksonville, I think he'll get opportunities down there with Trevor Lawrence, but I think he's going to get overdrafted. I think people are going to get real excited. In my opinion, he's not a number one receiver. I don't even know that he's truly a number two receiver. I see him more as a slot guy or a third option. I think that's why he had some success in Arizona. So I expect Christian Kirk to really disappoint any owner that believes they're going to be getting big numbers out of him like the Jaguars believe they're going to. Where'd you go number one here, sir? Fair enough. I'd like you to know I just saw a preview that tomorrow night Johnny Knoxville is wrestling, in case you're interested. (laughs) All right. My number one is a tier four guy, Derrick Henry. Uh, Still love him. I just don't love where you still have to take him in a dynasty league. He's, He's coming off the injury. 28 years old. I know he was still great last year until the injury, but his yards per carry did drop more than a full yard per carry uh, last year, which is a little bit alarming, especially when you're talking about uh, 28 years old, because I, I think we we know the history and the, and the data behind once that running back reaches that 27-year-old uh, age and beyond. So I don't want to spend a second, third-round pick, if not higher, to get Derrick Henry. All right, so my number one on my love list was a Homer Bills guy. My number one on my hate list is a Homer Bills guy, O.J. Howard. I don't see him staying healthy or, taking, or, or taking many snaps away from nobody. Okay, this listen, okay, I, I was listen. fine with your I was fine with your other ones, but this one nobody's cares, nobody cares about O.J. Howard. Nobody. Listen. O.J. Howard is taking videos of him in shorts and t-shirt in the snow. He's he's preparing himself to play in Buffalo. He's right, really so kind of your number one, himself up. Your number one don't draft as a backup tight end. Okay. 
Yes. However, if you read some articles <laughs> and listen to some sports talk radio here in New York, people believe he can push Dawson Knox to be the number one tight end. Don't fall for the tricks. O.J. Howard <laughs> is a bench guy. He should not be played in fantasy unless somehow he is healthy and Dawson Knox is not. And the Bills have no other tight end in the lineup because I may be a better tight end option than O.J. Howard. He may be. I agree All with right. that. So the next thing I have on here before we end the pickle was trades. And this is what I wrote about trades in our NFL Dynasty League. McCarty will have them. We can chat about them. Trades? Yeah, you said you wanted to talk about your and Eric's trades. Oh, I, I, I stuck it down in the trade section. We can talk about it now if you want. Yeah, let's I'll talk about it. football trades now and then we'll, okay, we'll, fair we'll enough. turn into all baseball after this. All right, so uh, yeah, I made a couple deals with with Iraq. Uh, one league, uh, the Twelve Angry Men. It was CD Lamb for Adian. He really wanted uh, Adian. He wanted a running back. And then in Sports Fantasies, which is a, a two quarterback league, things got a little crazier. I gave up Gabriel Davis, the the newest Patriot, Devontae Parker, Singletary, Renfro. Picks 1-3, one, 1-6 one, for Brandon Ayuk, Kareem Hunt, pick 1-7, Deshaun Watson. Hey, give me your take on these trades before I tell you why I did it. Hang on. My, my app is taking a second to load. I, I want to make, sure, make sure I get all these right as I'm – I can give so it to I'm you again not, if you'd you like. Know, not crossing, crisscrossing them. All right, so let's start with the second one you just said in sports fantasies. That's the league I like the most because it's named after this show. Yes. All right. So Watson won seven, Hunt, and I. All right. Here's what I think about it. And then you gave up one six, Gabriel Davis, Singletary, Renfro, one three, and Parker. Um, because it's a two QB league, I like this trade for you. Watson is going to start in Cleveland unless he gets suspended. He is going to play well. Um, so I, I like this trade. And because it's a dynasty league, even if he gets suspended for this year, I still think you make out although it looks a little worse for you if he doesn't play this year. Hunt is what he is. Um, There's some rumors that he might get traded out of Cleveland. Uh, Ayuk, if he stays healthy, I like his potential a lot. Now let's talk about what you gave up. I just told you Gabe Davis is going to be a superstar, so that was silly. Hunter Renfro. Also a superstar, although I think his numbers will go down now that they have Adams, obviously, because it, Adams isn't going to disappear like their other receiver did. One three one six. I understand why you gave those up, because that's just cap you're taking on, and you got one seven back, so you didn't lose a ton there, I don't believe. Uh, Devontae Parker looks a little better in New England than I think he did in Miami when you made this trade. Yeah. So, although I think it was a pretty even deal, although because of the two quarterback league, if Watson plays in 2022, I think that you win this deal, honestly, by, by quite a bit, only because of the two QB format. If he doesn't play in 2022, I think uh, E-Rock gets the advantage, and then some of it will depend on who the draft picks are as to where it ends up falling. Yeah, so uh, you're right. I mean, if this was a... Uh, one quarterback leg, I would not have done this deal. It was all about the two quarterback. And right now, you know, my or prior to this, my quarterbacks were Kyler Murray and uh, Mac Jones and nobody. And so going into the draft, I knew I was going to use either one three or one six, more than likely one six, to draft 
whatever rookie quarterback came out, but there's no guarantee right now that a rookie quarterback is going to be a starter for anybody. It's possible depending on a, a team that takes him. Uh, but I just didn't love the idea of Mac being my second guy and having a third quarterback that may not even be a starter and having to pay what, $25 uh, for him, depending on what his cap hit was. Um, so I feel much better about it now having um, with Watson, Murray, and Jones, even if Murray is suspended for a few games. I don't think there's any chance he's out for the whole year, but let's say he's suspended for six games. Uh, okay, at least Mac, I, I can survive with Mac as my quarterback for six weeks. Uh, or if I go, I still may trade Mac Jones, but um, I just feel a lot better about Murray and Watson than I did about Murray and Jones. Ayuk, I don't love, but it's fine. Um, I certainly like him more than Parker. Uh, Renfro, I think, does take a little bit of a hit this year. I think he'll still be pretty good. But if Waller's healthy, you've got Adams. I don't see him getting to 100 catches again. I think Renfro's more in that 65, 70 catch range, yeah, still, quite still, honestly. Still, still solid. You know, I love Singletary. I actually, I'm pretty big on him this year. That was, again, though, it was between I wanted to take on Hunt over Singletary uh, because I know Hunt, if he's healthy, is guaranteed production, uh, e- even if it's in, in Cleveland with uh, uh, with uh, Chubb. He's shown that they can both thrive there uh, as fantasy players. And it was, a, I think, Hunt is like 6 or $7 less than Singletary. Plus, E-Rock being a Bills fan, I just figured that would help my cause. Uh, Parker, at the time, I figured was a guy I would drop. Um, you know, I, I don't like losing him now that he's probably going to be the number one. I still don't think he's going to be uh, amazing. Uh, but definitely his stock has increased since the trade. And Gabriel Davis was the big piece. I tried to do this without Davis, and he wouldn't do it. Davis is what got the deal done. So I figured, if, hey, if that's what's going to give me my second quarterback, then then I'll do it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't argue with your thought process. Like I said, I believe if Watson plays, you win the deal by, by quite a bit. If he doesn't, you win the deal in 2023 instead of 2022. Um, CD for AD was basically just something to be able to do sports fantasies. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. It, I, no, I mean. Um, I, I think they're both pretty even. Um, I, I do not. I think he won this deal by quite a bit. CD's number one in Dallas now. Um, I think if Cooper was still in Dallas, sure, it'd be a pretty even trade. But CD's the unquestioned number one. He's going to go over 100, 100 catches. Uh, Adian isn't the, the unquestioned number one running back in Jacksonville. So I think he did very well with this trade as well. Um, but I, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I mean, I'm not typically wrong. So I don't <laughs> All know right. what else to say about that. Was it charade time? No, we don't have charades, man. That's yeah, it. you did. You put charades on here. I didn't. Oh, did you, I? You had charades football. Oh, all right. Yeah. You want me to give you two? You don't need to give me any. That's fine. I'll give you two. Don't you worry about it. All right. Want me to go? You see, what happened is is I had a whole situation on, on my computer at work where uh, one of our – we got all updated, uh, like Microsoft programs, the Word and all that stuff. So I lost the original agenda, so I tried to do it. Yeah, you go first. All right. You are former Bucks coach, now front office member Bruce Arians. Was the move your decision or the GM's? Uh, I'm Bruce Arians. I have won a Super Bowl here in Tampa Bay. 
uh, I do what I want. So it was it was my decision. I wasn't fully on board with Tom coming back, but now that he is, I decided to hand the team over to Todd Bowles, uh, essentially as Tom's team. So I, I didn't want to deal with that this year. So I'm going to sit in the front office in my shorts, t-shirt, and sandals. Probably go hang out on a beach, and we'll go from there. But do, go Bucks. Do you? This is uh, this is no longer. You're no longer Bruce Arians. You're you're Josh Miller, uh, host of Sports Fantasies. Do you think there was anything to? Uh, did any did one thing have to do with the other? Uh, Brady coming back and Arians moving to a front office position. Do you think that there was any yes. issues between Brady and Arians? Yes, I think that's why Brady retired initially, and then Tampa Bay told Arians that he was going to go to the front office or see you later because they wanted Tom to come back. So, I believe that I believe that went hand in hand. I I believe if if Arians stayed in the head coaching position, either Tom doesn't come back or he gets traded to the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I haven't heard really anything about that, but it, it makes sense. All right, next up, you are Bills GM Brandon Bean. Why no interest in having the Bills on hard knocks? Uh, qu- quite honestly, it's just a distraction. Uh, we should have been on it a couple of years ago. Uh, we We had the right to not be on it because McDermott was a rookie head coach. That's when we should have been on it, back when Josh was young. At this point, we're to a place where we don't need the extra distraction. We need to be focused. We need to be prepared, and we need to be ready to attack this season. It's Super Bowl or bust in, in Buffalo now. Uh, it's been a long time since we could say that, but that's where we're at. So we declined to do hard knocks, and as you can see, most of the contenders did. They have the Detroit Lions, who might win three games. Their head coach is highly entertaining, though. No, well, it's too bad. I think you should do it. I think it'd be great for Buffalo. But anyway, all that's right, it. that's all you got. All right, well, so just two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's yeah, all. Yeah. That's all I put on the list. I actually do vaguely remember this now. Hopefully, I didn't forget to put anything else down here that I was supposed to do. Oh, I had it all. It's all right. All right, McCarty. Yeah, that's me. You are Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. You're coming off a major injury. You just won a Super Bowl after playing half of the Super Bowl with the Rams. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? And is Green Bay a possibility? Yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, right now, I'm just going to uh, get over the injury, uh, get ready for time to rehab when we get there. Uh, as you've seen, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm one of the best uh, players in the, in the NFL, if not the best. I can't help but the banker was my quarterback for a while. You, you see what we did uh, with the Rams. We won a title. Uh, I'm open to go a lot of places. Definitely want to play with a great quarterback. Uh, so a lot of options out there for me. Follow-up question. Could you replace Devontae Adams? Are you okay? You need a cough drop, sir? (laughs) Could I replace Devontae Adams? That's a silly question. I mean, mean, I'm not saying 120 catches and 1,400 yards and 16 touchdowns, but could you become the number one, a legit number one receiver in Green Bay? Well, of course. I've been a legit number one receiver everywhere I've gone. So it wouldn't be any difference in Green Bay. Fair. Fair enough. All right. You are. Cole Beasley. 
Mr. Beasley. (laughs) Where are you headed next year? Well, why? I'm not sure because the Bills cut me a while ago and nobody's (laughs) nobody's bothered to sign me yet. Uh, uh, You may have seen the headlines. I'm working out with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. (laughs) You know, uh, catching catching ropes from from Baker. so yeah, uh, look. Anywhere I go, uh, I'm gonna be a top-notch uh, slot receiver. You saw what I did in Buffalo. I made Josh Allen. Uh, let's be honest here. Josh Allen was nobody until <laughs> I stepped in there. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, if nobody signs me, you've seen my rap albums. Uh, <laughs> I'm going platinum. It's all good. Uh, I'm good over here. All right. So what I just heard is you're either gonna be playing in Seattle with Baker Mayfield. Wait, wait a second. Wait, hang on or, a second. Hang on a second. This is still Cole Beasley. Um, I'm here with this interview, but I'm watching WrestleMania, and you know who just showed up. Uh, I mean, how old is Stone Cold? He's got to be in his 50s, right? He's still got the jean shorts. Okay. Sorry, it I just was... exploded into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I was smacking cans together, you know, the old stuff. Oh, okay. So well, what I just what I just heard from you, Mr. Beasley, is you're either going to be playing in Seattle with Baker Mayfield, or you're going to do the double birds and go beat the slot receiver in New England with Mac Jones. Yeah, I could do that. I could see going to Green Bay. Uh, a lot of options here. I mean, I've got a lot of interests. We've just got to see who's interested in me. I think that's the main thing. <laughs> what a great line. All right, folks, that ends the pickle. We'll be right back after the break. Baseball. Uh, yeah. Segment one. Uh, we said this is going to be a baseball show, and then we went 40 minutes on football. But here we are, segment one. A little Major League Baseball preview, non-fantasy related. All right, Miller, let's break it down. Let's start right out with the American League East. How do you have that shaken out? All right, so in fifth place, uh, no surprise here, I got the Baltimore Orioles. Fourth place, this is a little bit of a surprise. The Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. Third place, the New York Yankees. Second place, the Boston Red Sox. Your AL East 2022 division champion, Toronto Blue Jays. Well, 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 well. Uh, my number five, the Orioles. My number four, the Rays. My number three, the Yankees. My number two, the Red Sox. My number one. The Blue Jays. Look at us. Look yeah, at us. It, it, it's almost it's almost like we've done this before and we know what we're talking about. Although probably what will really happen yes. is Orioles will win and <laughs> the Rays will win. Um, yeah, and then who knows what will happen after that? Although I do think it's possible that four teams could make the playoffs out of this division. I, that's yeah. not what I predicted, but it could happen. Well, and we both liked the Blue Jays last year, and it didn't work out. Maybe we were a little early. They did add uh, Chapman. Uh, you know, Vlad's taking another step forward. A lot of pitching Gossman. there. Yeah, love the pitching there. So they should be pretty solid. They did if, lose Simeon. If, uh, if Biggio can bounce back, it, yeah. it, will, it will be huge. 
Yeah, and I, and I think he should, at least to some extent. Yeah. Um, AL Central. What do you got uh, here? I've got the Royals at five. I actually like some of the youth on the Royals. They're just still too far away. Uh, not much. Not many bats there. Number four, the Twins. I think I took them to finish second in this division last year. They didn't impress me. I do like some of their pitching, but they let some go as well. So Twins at four. Number three, the Tigers. I almost put the Tigers at two. They certainly had a big offseason splash, uh, bringing in a couple guys. But I actually like the the Guardians here at, at number two. I like their pitching. I think they've got a lot of depth uh, in the infield and outfield, so I'm going to take them to still sneak ahead of the Tigers. And then my number – because the Tigers still do have a lot of young guys as well they are going to be playing. My number one is the White Sox, and I don't really think it's close. I think the White Sox certainly win this division by at least 10 games. I'm so glad you said that. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what happened there. I actually got kicked out for a second, but came back in. You were still talking, so it worked out really well. Fair enough. Um, all right, so number five for me, the Royals. Number four, the Twins, and then that's where we stop agreeing. Everything else okay. here is different for us. Number three, I have the Guardians. Um, I could see them finishing two or maybe even one if their pitching is legit. I just think their offense could struggle. Uh, here's the big shot. Number two, I have the White Sox. Um, I, have your, I have your AL Central champion, Detroit Tigers. Um, I know I'm going on a limb here. I did this last year with the Giants. I'm not saying that the Tigers are going to win this division, but I would not be completely shocked. They have a lot of young guys. If those young guys can come up and produce, I could see them shocking the world and winning this division. Also, the White Sox bullpen was a huge strength. They traded Kimbrel to the Dodgers. And then about five minutes later, Garrett Crochet, uh, Got yeah. got diagnosed with the injury, and he's going to be out the whole year. So, not saying that their bullpen is not a weakness, but it's not nearly as strong as it was 24 hours ago. So, I, I could see them taking a step back. The Tigers have added some players. They still have the capability of adding more. Conforto's really the big name left out there. He's the only top 50 guy left. Um, but, so I have the Tigers in a surprise. Uh upsetting the White Sox and winning the division. All right. Uh, AL West, who do you have here? All right, number five, I have the Oakland A's, which is really tough. The A's have been very consistent, but I think they're going into a full rebuild here, so I think they'll intentionally finish in fifth place. Number four, I have the Texas Rangers. I like what the Rangers did in the offseason, but I don't think they quite have enough to be competitive at the top of this division. Number three, I have the LA Angels. Of course, last year I took the Angels to win this division um, and completely backfired on me. Number two, the Seattle Mariners. Uh, And number one, I have the Houston Astros. I almost flip-flopped Houston and Seattle. When I first wrote these out, I actually had Seattle in the one spot. But I don't think Seattle did quite enough. They didn't get quite enough hitting or pitching to pass the Astros. I don't think the Astros lost enough. I know they lost Correa, but they they didn't lose much else. They're getting Verlander back. So uh, I have the Astros winning the AL West. How did your list shake that? A little the same, a little different. So my number five, I've got the A's as well. Like you said, they're just completely, it's a fire sale over there. 
Uh, they're, they're going, they're getting rid of everybody and going all young. Number four, the Rangers. I love some of the moves the Rangers have made, but I still don't see them finishing much higher than four in the division. Uh, number three, I've got the Astros. This is probably more um, wishful thinking on my part, just because I you don't really care. For, I don't care for the Astros, so I don't want to root for them to win the division. My number two, I've got the Mariners as well. I thought they made a couple nice offseason moves. I think they have a lot of pitching and a good mix of veteran and youth. It's going to depend a lot to me on Kellenic and Rodriguez and some of the younger pitching like Gilbert. Uh, you know, if they step up and do what people think they will, then I, th- I think they should be able to compete. My number one, it was your your team to win it last year. I'm surprised you didn't go with them this year. Uh, I'm on board with them now this year. It's the Angels. They added some pitching. Uh, granted, you know, it's, Cinder. It's Cinder Garden, th- Michael it, or Lorenzen. Yeah, I, I mean, Thor could be hurt by week by game two, but uh, right now I'm very high on Adele. I think he's going to light it up. Uh, Trout, of course, I know you don't think he's going to play more than 100 games, and you're probably right. Uh, but if he does, uh, they should be pretty good. So I'm going to uh, take a flyer on the Angels here at one. Yes, I think it'd be a great start. The Angels did well. They burned me last year, so they're in third place. That's, uh, that's all I got to uh, say about them. I hear you. I'll start it out then with the National League East. I've got the Marlins at five. I've got the Nationals at four, although I could swap them with the Mets given the recent news of uh, what both DeGrom and Scherzer are now injured. Yeah, but Scherzer, Scherzer, Scherzer less. still threw today. He just didn't pitch their, their spring training game. He threw in a similar game. Okay. okay. But the Mets Mets made a bunch of offseason moves, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'll put them at three. Uh, I've got the Phillies at two. I think the Phillies are going to have a bit of a comeback year and be pretty good. Uh, of course, again, I think the Braves are still the team to beat here, although I think the Phillies keep it closer than, than most people think. Okay. Uh, for me, for the AL or the NL East, the Washington Nationals at five, the Marlins at four. I have the Mets at three, the Phillies at two, and the Braves winning the NL East. All right, what you got in the Central? The Central, I have the Pirates at five, the Reds at four, and I could see them going either way. I have the Cubs at three, but only because the Pirates and Reds don't want to win. I have the Brewers at two, and I have the Cardinals winning the Central. Yeah, this is a terrible division again this year. Uh, I think I took the Cubs to win it last year, and that didn't work out for me. So, uh, bad taste in my mouth. I've got them at five. See you later, Cubs. Uh, my number four, the Pirates. My number three, the Reds. My number two, the Cardinals. My number one, the Brewers. I don't have anything exciting to say about any of these teams. The Brewers the Brewers just have the best pitching staff, I think, out of all these, and so I'd like them to win the division. Okay. Uh, National League West. In the West, which of course is everyone's favorite division. This is the this is the division I made waves in last year. You did. Um, number five, I had the Diamondbacks. Four, the Rockies. Three, the San Diego Padres. Two, the San Francisco Giants. And one, the LA Dodgers. 
Yeah, I figured that's how this was going to go. I've got Diamondbacks at five, Rockies at four. I figured we would swap Giants-Padres. I still don't believe in the Giants, even after their incredible run last year. I've got them at three. And even without Tatis, I still have the Padres at two. I don't know why. I just feel like they should be better than they are. Uh, they got Clevenger coming back. Um, Hassan Kim is going to hit 45 home runs. It's going to be great. And But the Dodgers, who are, again, assembling one of the best rosters in the history of baseball, uh, should be able to to win that number one spot. I have no doubt they'll win the West and lose in the playoffs per the norm, <laughs> except for in 2020 when it didn't count. All right, so let's go to our American League playoffs. Give me your 4-5 and 3-6 matchup. All right, my 4-5 matchup, I have the always exciting Boston Red Sox versus New York Yankees. Okay. I have the Red Sox winning 3-2. to two. Right? It's best of five, I think. I'm not even sure. sure. It could be best sure. of three. Sure, um, I didn't pick any winners, so um, yeah, but go ahead. In, <laughs> in my, my next matchup, I have the Detroit Tigers the AL Central winners against the Chicago White Sox. And I have the Tigers beating the White Sox, also three games to two. Who are your one and two seeds? Uh, The Blue Jays and Astros. Okay. So my four or five matchup, I've got Red Sox versus Mariners. My three six, I've got the Angels versus the Guardians. I mean, I didn't really take winners, but let me do it here. I'll, I'll take the Red Sox to beat the Mariners. Uh, I'll, I'll go chalk here and take the Angels to beat the Guardians. And then my one seed is the White Sox. My two seed is the Blue Jays. So uh, I guess where are we going final four here in the American League? Yeah, so my final four is uh, Blue Jays versus Red Sox, Astros versus Tigers. I have the Blue Jays and the Tigers winning going to the AL championship series. Okay. I've got Sox versus Sox, a big Sox matchup here. And then I've got Angels versus the Jays. Give me the White Sox and the Blue Jays. Uh, and then uh, give me the, I'm going to take, who am I going to take here? Uh, give me the White Sox to get the World Series. Okay. Who you got going to the World Series out of the American uh, League? In the American League, I have the Blue Jays defeating the Tigers four games to one. Okay. So you got the Blue Jays. All right. In the National League, my 4-5 matchup is the Phillies and the Padres. My 3-6 is Brewers versus Cards. Uh, one seed Dodgers, two seed Braves. Uh, I would take the – you know, Tatis is going to be back. I'll take the Padres over the Phillies. I will take the Brewers over the Cardinals with that pitching staff. Uh, so give me, let's see, that gives me the Dodgers versus the Padres. Ooh, big time. Give me the Dodgers there. Braves versus the Brewers. Give me the Braves. It's it's what it's going to be every year for the next six years. Dodgers versus Braves. Uh, sorry, Atlanta. Dodgers are back in the World Series versus the White Sox. All right. So I have Phillies versus Giants, Cardinals versus Brewers. I have the Phillies beating the Giants and the Cardinals beating the Brewers. So that has the Dodgers, Phillies, Braves, Cardinals. And, of course, I have the Braves and Phillies winning to go to the NLCS. In the NLCS, I have the Phillies beating the Braves four games to three. So I have a Phillies-Blue Jays World Series. All right. You know my World Series winners are the Dodgers. Who you got? 
Uh, I have the Blue Jays beating the Phillies four games to two. The Toronto Blue Jays are your 2022 MLB World Series champs. Fair enough. Uh, look, this segment was 14 minutes. I don't feel like we need to take a break here. Uh, well, unless you want to. Otherwise, let's go into the fantasy baseball preview. No, that's fine. I took the break last segment, got everything I needed to get, so we're good. So right, right you, in, you take the lead here because I didn't do anything for this. Uh, right, of course not. <laughs> All right, so segment two. Actually, you talk. I'm going to go take a break. Welcome <laughs> back. Segment two fantasy baseball preview. We're going to preview a couple of weeks here. We're going to start. <laughs> There's no kiss or kick on this whole show. I'm so disappointed. I didn't get to use it. We're going to start with the combo league. We're going to go power rankings. Hardy's power. Favorite. I'm going to be honest. For the power rankings this week, I did something a little different than normal. Instead of using my brain power, I used the <laughs> fan tracks projections. Hmm. You know, so I can really get people all twisted up and upset. Do they mean anything though? Based don't they... off the fan tracks projections, essentially they look at total points. But does it take into account like lineup changes? You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's it's total points per week. Um, I, I don't know if that's based off of bench and starters or just right. starters. Like um, in other words, if you have okay, let's say there's a couple teams that for some reason have like eight bench hitters. Mm-hmm. Is that are they counting those points, knowing that they can't start, kind of thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I'll be quite honest. Um, the reason okay. I did the the reason I did it this way, especially for the combo league, is we haven't played any games in the combo league, so. I didn't have enough time to go team by team, position by position, player by player. So this was just the easy way out. And then it was so much fun that I did it for hung jury just for fun. I can't wait for the hung jury rankings. It's going to be a great time. Um, <laughs> so the power rankings for the combo league, did you do these or no? No, I'll just comment on yours. Okay, perfect. So I'll go 12 through nine to start. In 12th place, Fantrax projects Villain Enterprises to go 0 and 21. <laughs> well, <laughs> that may be accurate. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's 100% accurate unless somebody throws a week. I almost, so there was one deal I was when I was looking at Deal and Bieber, and, um, and he was going to involve his first round pick for the next couple of years. I thought about it just because. I figured like it's going to be the number number one overall pick. I didn't do it, but yeah, he, he's his number one pick is should be highly coveted. So, in a little bit of a surprise here, but hey, hang on, hang on a second. Um, his problem, well, okay, his problem is that first off, he didn't show up for the draft. He slept. Through, he slept yeah. through an auction draft, he, he, which he is a real the, problem. He went to the St. Patty's Day parade in Rochester that day, had <laughs> yes. a little too much fun. And then pass which, out. Which in a dynasty auction league sets you back like eight years. So congrats, Villain, on that. But what happens is, he, again, he's one of these play, guys that has like eight extra hitters, which we all know you can't do that. Uh, you should be you should be benching no, maybe one to two tops extra hitters. The rest should be pitching. Uh, and so, yeah. you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have any bench pitchers. 
So he's he he has no chance. But why? Okay, so why hasn't he dropped all these hitters for pitchers? I'm not following his. Um, I think he still might be in that St. Patty's Day funk. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, go ahead. Here comes a surprise for you. Me? Nope. The number (laughs) eleven team projected to go one and twenty. Kuga. Okay. Well, he did go a lot of youth, like a lot of prospects. He did. Interestingly enough, it sounds like he is going to be giving up his football and baseball teams. I've heard rumors, but I'll you know I'll believe it when I see it. He dropped out of the football league already, so the rumors may be true. Although I think I already found a replacement for him. If Sug also leaves, I'll need to find someone for him. Also, also last weekend when I was in Ohio, I found a replacement for one of the hockey teams that they should come available. I'm looking at his lineup. I don't think there's any way he's one in 21 or whatever you said. One in 20. I agree. One in 20. I mean, I think he's, I think he's actually pretty decent overall. At number 10, at four and 17. What up doc? Number nine at seven and 14. Rolling with my homies. Okay. Number eight at eleven and ten, Sug or Sue's or however we say his name. So there's a big kind of switch because uh, you're, yeah. so, you're you're talking about above five hundred. Yeah. All of a sudden, the next the next few teams are within three games of each other. Number seven at twelve and nine, yours truly, your mom's favorite team. Sug, by the way, who doesn't respond to any type of trade offer. But anyway, keep going. He will also drop out if Kuka drops out. Number six. So wait, the, wait, 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 wait. You're you're at number seven. Do you agree with that or not? I mean, do you like your team more than that? I'll be quite honest. I think I'm in. I'm right in that mix. I think there. I think there's a big chunk of the league. I'd say three through nine who are pretty interchangeable. Quite honestly, yep. as I look through it. Um, I think I'll finish better in seven, but I, I can't say, I mean, without knowing injuries and, and all that sort of stuff, it's possible. I mean, I like my team a little more than that, but um, had I done the rankings, I would have been a little higher, but not much. Okay. At six, also 12 and nine, Suga. All right. Number five, at 13 and eight, Ice Dragons. Well, I like that. I mean, look, I'm top, top four here. I love it. At fourteen and seven, number four, my co-host Charos. Charos, and I don't know what to think about that. To be honest, uh, baseball is one of those things where we'll see. I I really don't know what to think about my team. I can tell you a lot better after a month. It's just hard to know with with the pitching and everything if if you've made the right moves on the draft, but. Well, I'm telling you that according to these projections, I would actually put Kuga ahead of what up, Doc. And then from three to ten, I think we're all very close. At yeah. three, they have Jack of Diamonds going 15 and six. Okay. Now, the top two I agree with. I think these are the two best rosters currently in the league, uh, you know, not predicting injuries or anything like that. At number two, they have. 17 and 4, cream of the crop. And then okay. your number one, 
Clearwater at twenty and one. Wow. Clearwater, who I do think has the best team in the league currently as roster sit, no injuries, no other factors. Um, so this is what I do with the playoff predicts, predictions. Well, and uh, you know, Clearwater, when we were doing our, our draft, he's a guy that I feel like every single time he got a player, we said, oh, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good deal, right? He got a lot of great bargain players. Yeah, um, I felt similarly to my team. There's a couple I think I ended up overpaying for after looking back. But but again, I, I do like Clearwater at one. I like Cream of the Crop at two. Uh, I think Cream is closer to three than he is one. Um, and then I think three through ten again, I think are real interchangeable. Um, I, I think there could be a lot of movement. And of course, with trades and, and whatnot, we could see a lot of stuff change. So playoff predictions. So according to the fan tracks projections at the three seed, we have Jack of diamonds playing the six seed Suga and the four seed Charos playing the fifth seed ice dragons. I have Suga upsetting Jack of diamonds. I have Charos beating ice dragons. Yeah. So that means I have Clearwater versus Charos in one semifinal and Cream of the Crop versus Suga in the other. I have Cream of the Crop narrowly beating Suga. And unfortunately for my co-host, I have Clearwater beating Charos uh-huh. in the semifinals. You know what? However, that guarantees a top four finishing spot for my co-host, which would clinch him the b- b- yes. bonus pickles. Yes, in, I was going to say, I, I will take that. I would take that. In the combo league format. Um, so in the final, I have Clearwater versus Cream of the Crop. And no surprise here, my champion is Clearwater. Is there only one winner of the bonus pickles? No, it's actually three. Okay. Um, so third gets 100 pickles, second gets like 300, and then first gets 600, I believe. I feel is. like if I could finish in the top six in baseball, I'll have a shot at the top three. So yeah. that's good. Okay. So right. that is how that is how we broke down the combo league. Now Fair. we'll switch over to hung jury. And again, because it was so easy, I stuck with the fan tracks projections for – Hung Jury. Now, Hung Jury is the league that we're most committed to. We've talked about the most. I will talk a little bit extra about the rankings here and kind of where I differ from them. But I figured it was fun nonetheless to see what Fantrax says. So at number 12 and 11, we have two teams projected to go 1-20. in 20. That is Buggy Whipped and Uncle Cohen. <laughs> no Pantrax surprises what they're talking. there. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. A <laughs> um, little bit of a surprise. Uh, at 9 and 10, we have two teams tied for 4 and 17. Hmm. Joe Boo and Chico. Okay. I could see Chico being in that range, but Joe Boo, I'd be shocked if he went 4 and 17. At number 8, we have... Eight and thirteen, ice dragons. 
maybe my favorite projection of the night at number seven, 11 and 10, Charos. Oh, oh no. Uh, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, at number I'm pretty seven. sure, hang on a second. I'm pretty sure Stone Cold is just is putting on a 12 pack out here. <laughs> it's getting crazy. Okay. Um, at number six, at 13 and eight, yours truly, your mom's favorite team. We both stink then. Okay. At number five, at 16 and five, or number five and four at 16 and five, you got Suga and Blades of Glory. Number three yeah. and number two at seventeen and four, Clearwater and Careless. Okay, Clearwater again. And at number one at eighteen and three, the Shiva. <laughs> the Shiva. Okay. Okay. Um. So a couple of things here. Buggy and Uncle Cohen, I think, are right where they're going to be. One in 20, 12 and eleven. I have Ice Dragons at ten. Uh, Jobu and Chico, I actually do have in the nine and eight range. Um, these projections like Careless a lot more than I do, although I know you've been on Careless's uh, bandwagon most of the yes. off season. Yep. Um, however, Careless is the one person I would take out of the top six, and I'd put you in. And uh, then from there, I, I think there's a little bit of movement that would leave. You, me, Suga, Blades, Clearwater, and Shiva in the top six. And I think there's a lot of interchangeable parts there. Uh, the whole offseason, I've had you at the number one spot. I wouldn't change that, quite honestly. I'd probably have Shiva closer to six. Well, I just lost to Grom for at least a couple of months, so that hurts. Yeah, but that, that means you'll probably end up trading him to someone like Nelson for... 18 players. You know what I mean? Nah, Nelson wants uh, uh, Nelson wants for Anthony Rizzo. I just can't do that at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, when, when Scott said that for Brian Reynolds, Nelson wanted the two players, India and um, it was a prospect, right? Yeah, he said, uh, I know he told me that he wants to Grom. Um, but Brian Reynolds is untouchable. So I, I knew at that point we had to stop negotiating immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't looking for Brian Reynolds, uh, but I just knew at that point. I was I was talking to to Scott, and he's like, "Yeah, he said that to get Brian Reynolds, you need India, and then one of his his top prospects." And Scott, Scott I think it was uh, I think it was Volpe. It, it was it was Volpe, and Scott told him that maybe. He would consider training Volpe for Reynolds, maybe. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, but, no you way know, he would trade India and Volpe for anyone on his roster. It's like uh, last year when he told me that Mets pitcher David Peterson was untradeable. I said, okay. Well, again, I'm not looking for David Peterson, but if you think he's untouchable, that's fine. All right. yeah, I, keep I, him. I think you said it right the first time. He's untradeable because no one wants it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, good old Nelson. All right. So, he, here are the hung jury playoff predictions. Of course, these were just by me. Uh, we have Clearwater versus myself, Blades versus Suga. Uh, I get revenge on Clearwater from the sixth spot. He's the three seed. They were reversed last year um, in real life. He beat me, so I take down Clearwater to get careless. 
Blades for Suga in the other semifinal. Of course, Suga beats Blades. We don't give Blades any love on this show. So we have myself and Careless, Suga and Shiva. I beat Careless. Suga beat Shiva. Setting up Suga and myself in the championship Wait, what? game. What happened to me? I'm not even in it. Yeah, yeah you finished seventh at 11 and 10. <laughs> and for the second time. In league history, your mom's favorite team takes down Suga to regain the championship trophy. Let's go! And of course, this is all made up. Means nothing. I will probably finish 12th out of 12 teams. That's not true. 10th out of 12 teams because there's no way I'm losing to Nelson or Buggy. All right, I like it. I got no comments. We'll be uh, what back to wrap it up with some trades. Yeah, we get some trade talks, some nostalgic stories, and then we're out of here. Sounds good. Be right back. Baseball. Oh yeah, back. For the next round of our baseball special segment, I don't know, two, three at this point, who knows? Uh, we're going to talk about trades, trades, and more trades. If we've got some nostalgic stories, we'll do that, and then we will get out of here. I just had a trade proposal. Uh, look at this one. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, maybe I'll do it on air. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll decline. Who knows? Literally. Literally trying to do trades on there. Yeah, I love it. Let's start with the combo league because there's basically been one. And, and you know, i tell you what with the combo league. It was the same thing in football. Not a whole lot of trading. It's I don't want to say it's not active owners because it is. Uh, they're, they're active people, especially when it comes to the waiver wire. And they will decline trades. There's just not a whole lot of countering. And there's not a whole lot of trades in general. It was the same with football. Uh, there was a little bit of movement near the trade deadline, and, but it's been the same thing in baseball uh, this year. I think uh, a lot of it, though, is just because you have a bunch of guys that know what they're doing, and being the first year, I don't think guys want to believe that their teams are bad outside of, outside of Villain, who didn't show up for the draft or passed out for the draft. Yeah, and that makes, it makes sense. I'm just – I'm the opposite. I Look, I draft a team – and I want to trade everybody, whereas others draft a team and, and they want to see how it goes and they trust their – and I get all that. That makes sense. Um, I should probably do the same. I drafted people for a reason. I, for me, it's just more about I just like to change my team up and it's fun. You, like to to get, you get bored and you like to do stuff. That's, that's what it is. Yes. So, Combo League. Uh, again, there's been one trade. I gave Suga – Shane, don't call me Justin Bieber, and Lourdes Gariel for Walker Bueller and Miami young guy Jesus Sanchez. Your breakdown of this. I thought this was pretty, pretty even trade. Um, I like Bueller a little more than Bieber, especially with Bieber coming off the injury. I like Gariel a little more than Sanchez. Um, quite honestly, I thought I thought it was it was pretty even, pretty straight up. Uh, Gary Allen, that lineup, I think, is tough. Sanchez, you don't know what the Marlins are going to be. 
but has a bunch of potentials. A little younger, obviously. Uh, like I said, uh, if Bieber comes back from that injury as 100%, I think he probably gets a little bit of an advantage. But I think there's also a little bit of Homerism on on your part because Bieber, sure. of course, is a Dodger. Yeah, of course, there was some Homerism there. Same with Suga. I actually talked to Suga. We've talked about Bieber and Bueller back and forth. Uh, he didn't want to root for a Dodger. Uh, I wanted a Dodger in Bueller. I like Bieber a lot. Uh, Suga was a little concerned. Uh, we initially discussed a Bieber for Bueller straight up. He was concerned with Bieber's injury last year. And when he came back from the injury last year, uh, his numbers were not good. He was a about six point per game guy post injury. Couldn't get out of the third inning, but that was very small sample size, three, four innings. I think Bieber will be just fine. Uh, and they're both, I think Bieber's 26, Bueller's 27. So anyway, uh, Lourdes is going to be the better player this year than Sanchez, but Sanchez to me is intriguing. You know, he was a big time prospect a couple of years ago and scored 3.5 points per game in his first real season last year, over 64 games. He's got a ton of power. He was on a 40 home run pace last year. If you spread that out, I'm not suggesting he's going to hit 40 home runs this year. But I think he is a 30 home run year perennial guy. Uh, and where in Guriel is probably going to get you 3.8 around there. So he, again, he, he probably outscores Sanchez this year. But long term, I'm willing to take a gamble on Sanchez if it gets me Walker Bueller for, for Beaver. So I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was, again, a, a pretty even trade. Uh, Bieber ended up starting 16 games last year, which 19-2. The year before, he averaged 26-4 and 12 starts. The year before that, 19-7. Uh, let's not forget, Bueller had that year in 2020, the short season where he averaged, what, 11-8 a game. Um, and, of course, I was trying to get him from everybody, so I let everybody that owned him know that he had 11 a game. No one bought it. And, of course, it worked out very well for Bueller owners because he then came back and averaged 20 points per game last year. Um, pretty even trade. Uh, if Sanchez does hit 40 home runs, obviously I, I like it more for you, unless Bueller takes a step back and Bieber's that 20 point per game guy. So, Bueller will take no steps back, sir. All right, Hungry. I tried getting a, a Bieber deal done with uh villain, but you know, he wanted basically Bieber for Bauer, which was not going to happen. So all right, uh, hung jury now. We have a, a, a few more trades here. So first up, Clearwater gives McClanahan and Wander Franco to Buggy for Tatis. Your thoughts? Uh, Clearwater won this deal, head and shoulders. Um, Franco is going to be as very close to Tatis, if not better, and with injuries to Tatis, probably better. Then he got McLennan on top. Uh, love the deal for Clearwater. Don't know what Buggy's doing. Uh, I know Tatis is still young. Franco's younger. Um, McLennan's young. Uh, didn't understand the move at all for Buggy. Uh, completely understood why Clearwater did it. He got better. He got a guy that's probably going to play 155 games a year, where Tatis is going to play about 100. So loved the deal for Clearwater. Yeah, I mean, I say the same. I loved it for Clear. 
I would argue, given the injury history, Franco in a dynasty might be just as valuable as Tatis right now, uh, or, or close anyway. Plus, you got a good young pitcher. Also, Clearwater yeah. is Clearwater is a Rays fan, so really just a bonus for him. He got two Rays players. Um, I mean, look, if Tatis is healthy, is he the best player in the deal? Yes. But again, I, I'm I'm a guy that believes that Franco is going to be upwards of mid four to high fours a lot of years, and he's what 22 years old. Uh-huh. Uh So uh, again, another thing, uh, another area where Buggy, I, I just don't really get it. Um, he continues to trade away his top, his top valued prospects that he's been working to build up over the last three years. And. Um, I feel like he probably could have got Tatis for Franco straight up, to be honest, and did not have to give up a young stud in McClanahan. Exactly, but. and that's kind of how I felt about it as well. Um, All right, ne- next trade is one that nobody really cares about. We'll, we'll go over it anyway. Uh, my co-host got Braylon Marquez for a third rounder from his brother Chico. Uh, yes, uh, uh, I got Braylon Marquez in, in this. I went after him hard after I picked him up in the combo league after you dropped him. Yes. Um, I knew he was going to be a minor leaguer. So I, I like to be able to love it. Uh, Marquez has to prove himself. But a third round pick is essentially a free agent. Marquez could very well be a free agent. So you're pretty pointless. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Marquez could be fine. The, the third doesn't mean anything. So it's all good. All right. Next up, Chico again gets Taylor Gilbert, uh, a guy for the Diamondbacks who's not even in the rotation, got sent to the minors today. And Jackson Cower of the Royals from Jobu for Tanner Huck of the Red Sox. Uh, look, I love a lot of the things Chico has done this offseason. This is not one of them. I hated this for him. Uh, I have in my notes that Gilbert is potentially the fifth starter, uh, but that's not even true. He's he's down to the minors. Uh, he's 29 years old. He gets zero strikeouts, so he's he's – Really, there's no relevance in fantasy. Um, he only has a name because his first game in the majors at 28, he no hit the Padres. Uh, but as far as a fantasy pitcher, he's he's a streamer at best. Cower of the Royals has a little bit of potential, but not nearly the potential of Tanner Huck. So I did not get this one from Chico. I didn't understand this move for Chico either. Um, although Joe Boo immediately um, flipped Hauk. And Chico almost immediately set collar. So we'll talk about both of them coming up here soon. Okay. Next up, Blades gives Joe Boo uh, Arenado and Dylan Bundy for Seattle shortstop prospect Marte and then Luke Voigt and the aforementioned Tanner Hawk. What's your thoughts, Miller? Um. <clears throat> As far as this went, uh, I, you and I talked about this, obviously, through text. Um, I think for this year, I like this move a lot for Joe Boo. For the future, I like this move for Blades. Uh, I don't like Hawk nearly as much as most people, but a lot of people do like him. I think Bundy will be fine in Minnesota, although that's a fourth-place team, in my opinion. Um, Voight in San Diego, I'm curious to see what he does there. I don't think he's going to be much better than he was in New York. Uh, San Diego, good lineup, nice place to hit, but I don't know that he'll hit for power. He's a left-handed hitter in New York. The left field line's 314. In San Diego, it's a lot further than that. So 
he could lose some of those cheap home runs that he's getting in New York. Uh, and then Nolan Arenado, although expensive, I think he's the best player in the deal, uh, at least for the near future, depending on what Marte becomes. So I think short-term, I like this deal for Joe Boo a lot. Long-term, it could go into Blade's favor, although I still think I like it a little more for Joe Boo. Yeah, we had similar thoughts here. I, I, I had in my notes, Arenado is the best player now in the deal, but Blade's got the best dynasty player in Marte. Also added Huck. And Voigt, and Voigt could potentially keep pace with Arenado if he gets – he should get regular at-bats, I think, in San Diego. Um, and then Bundy I really have no interest in. Uh, so dynasty-wise, I did give the edge to Blades here. Next up, Chico back at it. Gives careless Cower, Nate Pearson, and two-thirds for Patrick Corbin. I'll be honest, I think this is either a really good move for Chico or a really bad one. Um, if Corbin can come out and pitch anything like he did prior to last season, I think it's a good move for Chico because he is in that win-now mode. And Cower and Pearson, I don't think they're going to give you much of anything this year and possibly next. Um, however, if Corbin is continuously injured like he was last year and continues to have those down-type down seasons... Uh, I believe that careless one is hands down going away, especially when you look at the future value of Pearson and Cower. Really? I disagree a little here, but only because maybe I don't have as much faith as you and Corbin. Uh, Corbin in the last two years has been, I think, between 10 and 11 points. Uh, yeah, so he was 11-4 and 10-7. However, in 2019, I know, he, I know he's had a couple of big years. 16-5. Yeah. Um, but that velocity's down. I, I just okay. So he came out and said he wanted a twelve point per game pitcher, and again, Corbin hasn't been that in a couple of years. And then he gave up Pearson. I like Pearson, and when I was talking to Chico about getting Pearson, he told me that same morning that he traded him that he considered him um, a top pitching prospect in baseball. Which I told him I don't think he really believes Pearson is a top pitching prospect. Uh, which he denied, and then he traded him plus picks for a 10-point pitcher. So I know Chico better than he does. Uh, you know, I know what he really thinks of Pearson. But I do agree that, yes, Corbin is going to be guaranteed starts, and there is that potential, sure, that he could get to 13, 15 points per game. There is that potential. Whereas Pearson is going to take an injury uh, for him to get in the lineup, and even if he does – He's been in that starter role before with Toronto. hasn't hasn't really excelled, uh, so it's yeah, still I mean, a long shot for him. So yeah, I, I guess he's I, young, but he averaged seven point eight and three. Yeah, he's he struggled in his, but he's still and Cower averaged four point six, and he he pitched in nine games last year and started eight of them. I, one one quality start. I really don't care about Cower, especially on the Royals. It's just it's not going to work out. And we already talked about third-round draft picks. They're pretty much free agents. So that's what I'm saying. If Corbin gets you 12, 13 points per game, I think Chico wins this deal over the next year or two. Yeah. All right, next up, we the one that just came over the airwaves tonight. Joe Boo gives his brother Suga uh, Cruz and or O'Neill Cruz, the uh, Pittsburgh shortstop, who I believe also just got sent down. He got sent down by Andrew, Which is a little surprising because who is Pittsburgh playing? Like, why are they not playing O'Neill Cruz? But anyway, 
And Minnesota Twins pitcher Ryan for Luis Garcia of the Astros and Zach Plesak of the Guardians. Uh, I'll be honest, uh, I'm shocked by this trade. Shocked. Um, shocked. Uh, Ryan, who who most people like, and I do as well, has pitched five games at the major league level and averaged 13 points. Uh, Cruz, who a lot of people f- are afraid of because he's, what, 6'7 and plays shortstop. Um, I, I like Garcia and Plezak a lot more than Ryan and Cruz. Um, I, I'm not not sure what what Suga was thinking here, but Garcia averaged what thirteen last year, twelve three, so just under thirteen. Plezak was also right around that same area, right, eleven six. Eleven six, but I think the year prior had like seventeen points per game. He's had yeah, a couple in, good years. In 2020, it's 17, 4, and 8 starts. But even 19, he averaged 12, 1. Um, this trade surprises me quite a bit. Uh, I think Suga must think Ryan is closer to 15, and Garcia and Plezak are both 10 or 11, and that O'Neill Cruz is going to be a good shortstop. Uh, but O'Neill Cruz, again, he is, he is 6'7, 220 pounds. Old Dodgers draft pick in 2015. Yeah, I'm with you. I was a little surprised here just because I know how much Suga, I mean, both value pitching. And I do know that Suga likes Ryan a lot. I could see it more if Cruz was going to be the starting shortstop in Pittsburgh. But before this trade, we knew he was in the minors, and so did Suga. Uh, So, yeah, I don't really get it either. Honestly, I think Garcia is just as good if not better next year or two or three than Ryan. And then you're just adding Plezak, another guy that's probably a floor 12 point per game guy. Uh, so yeah, uh, I didn't get it either. Yeah. I, I was, when this trade comes, I didn't say anything cause I knew we'd be breaking it down here. I was really surprised by this deal, especially from, from Suga's point of view. Um, I had two trades today fall through last minute. And um, I was very, I was, I wasn't surprised. The first one was with my brother. I was trying to get Marcus Simeon. wasn't surprised by that one. And then Suga and I had a deal fall apart. I was trying to get Cronenworth. Uh, and I, I need a second hitter because he was trying to get a hitter for me. At first, I thought he wanted Biggio and he changed it to LeMayhew, which was fine. But then he offered back, um, Give me a second here. He's with the Red Sox now. He's with the Brewers. Renfro. Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I asked those anyway to give me give up either Baltimore player, so either Mountcastle or um, who's the other Baltimore player he has. Uh, either way, I asked him to give up a Baltimore player. He said he couldn't give up either Baltimore player, so so the deal kind of fell apart. Um, I was also adding a, a pitcher in there, but um, so I, I had two deals kind of fall apart at the end. One I understood, one I didn't. So a little disappointing. So I was hoping to get to break those down, but that's pretty much all we have as far as trades go this week. That's it. Do you have any nostalgic stories? 
quite honestly, I was hoping I'd come up with a nostalgic story throughout this show. I haven't come up with anything. <laughs> um, you know, you, obviously you haven't come up with anything, so that's not very helpful, but. You don't uh, know that for sure. All right. Well, if you come up with something, maybe I'll come up with something off of your nostalgic story. Well, okay. I really haven't come up with a story. I just, but I will throw out there. Uh, while everybody else was watching the final four tonight, you know, I was tuned into um, tuned into WrestleMania, uh, which you know, free on Peacock. Um, and wait, 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 wait. that was free on Peacock. Yeah. No idea. Maybe I would have. Maybe I would have bought uh, Peacock real quick and, and watched. I felt like I told you that. Well, if you have like cable. Peacock comes with it, and the pay per views are free for wrestling. But uh, good to know. Now I know I can, I can well, watch the next one. You can watch it tomorrow night because you know WrestleMania now is two nights. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah, awesome. they do. They I, do. I, a, I was wondering why it was on Saturday. They do a Saturday and a Sunday night. So, so to kind of get ready for it, you know, I, today I was sitting around watching WrestleMania. I think I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, yeah. I was watching uh, uh, Shawn Michaels versus uh, John Cena. Uh, but uh, uh, I saw that one uh, as well as in that same WrestleMania. It was an old one. Uh, it, Donald Trump versus Vince McMahon. I mean, what a man. And the loser loser had to get their head shaved. So you know Vince McMahon lost because Trump's not going to get yeah, Trump's that. Not My wife came home uh middle of it and just wondered what was happening. You know, because I don't watch wrestling anymore. If there's nothing else on tv uh on a i don't know monday night i guess i will tune into it but it's very rare and not for very long uh but i tell you what man uh watching it today a lot of good memories i the one tonight so mysterio and his son actually ray mysterio is old enough that his son is now wrestling <laughs> with him as a tag team partner and tonight was his first ever match at WrestleMania. I mean, that, his, his son, his son's first ever match. Yeah, uh, incredible, right? I mean, to, he's probably he had to be less than twenty. Like he looked really young. Uh, and Mysterio has to be close to what, 48, 50? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, they fought the Miz, and and you know, I think the Miz, if I remember, was actually from a reality TV. I think yeah, he, he, he was like a, on Real World, World or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Real World MTV. And he like that was his persona. Yeah, honor. He was, was one of them. He was a wrestler, and and you know he's stuck around there. But uh, it was Miz and Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio. And I look, say Logan what you want about Paul. That's right. I remember you putting something about that in the group chat. Say what you want about Logan Paul. The guy is all over the place. Uh, and I, Jake Paul was on a pre-show saying that basically him and Logan Paul, like they grew up as wrestlers in high school and stuff. So, and you could tell that, uh, unlike his boxing, although he's been pretty good at boxing against, you know, lesser opponents, but he looked pretty good as a wrestler. I mean, he was holding his own out there. There was a twist at the end, which you got to love about wrestling. Uh, you know, after Miz and Logan Paul de defeated, Mysterio and his son, of course, you know, the Miz turned on Logan Paul and gave him hit the finishing move. And so obviously setting up down the road, we're going to see Logan Paul versus the Miz, the Miz shortly. But then there was another one where I don't even remember who uh, Seth Rollins or something. I don't know who that is. Um, they brought uh he didn't know who was going to be fighting. 
And all of a sudden, Dusty Rhodes' son, who I guess hasn't wrestled in six years. Again, I don't know who he is. I haven't watched wrestling in a decade. Um, he showed up for the match. People loved it. I've been playing WK22, uh, 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 WWE 2K22 on Xbox, created Buck Johnson. I've been all about the wrestling lately, so that's all I got for that. Um. You know, I've already shared my nostalgic wrestling story, so we don't need to go into that. Uh, you know, chicken fingers up, being locked out of cars. Uh, I did get my first taste of MLB The Show 22 today. Okay. Uh, my son, who had some PlayStation dollars saved up from gift cards that he's received for holidays, birthdays, etc. Um, he... He, he got the expensive version of the game. Uh, he paid for the extra portion. His his mom paid for the first part of it. Uh, so I was able to play that today. I went one and one. Um, I was the Angels. I got to use Noah Syndergaard and Michael Lorenzen. Because, of course, I didn't use relief pitchers. Uh, I just used starters. Uh, he beat me four to two, and then I got him back. He was the Blue Jays. I was the Angels. <laughs> um, you know, riveting. I was no, I wasn't the Angels. Is it any was, different say, than last uh, year's? Uh, so it was interesting. Uh, the the pitching is much slower. Um, you know, so last year when you guy had, you had a guy throwing ninety eight, ninety nine. It was really hard to catch up with. Yeah. Um, and now that 98-99 looked more like 93 from last year and anything slower than 93, like you were way ahead of gotcha. because, because you were gearing up like you did last year. And, uh, I mean, it was just a timing thing. Eventually you were able to get it, uh, outside of that, I didn't see much different. Uh, the pace running so little, little, you know, wonky and, and whatnot, but, um, so yeah, uh, that was really that was really that. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Xbox it, users get it free. I uh, I was at at Walmart today. They had the Xbox S series. I don't really know what that is. Um, it's the it's the same. Um, there's no disc drive. I think it's all digital. Which is all fine. digital, but but the same thing that you have, right? Uh, it's a little less performance wise, and it's no not as much uh, gig. Yeah, I mean uh, the memory, but I, the, I don't think it has the ability for. I can't remember if it has the ability for four K or not. The the price point makes sense and adds up to everything you're saying. I mean, it was like it was two ninety nine. So, um, but I'm not quite ready to make that switch. I'm still holding out hope I can find a PS5, although I've been looking for over a year now and haven't found one for less than $900. <laughs> so, and I just can't, just can't do that. So Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, it, it, it was nice to be back. Um, now I'm entering my, my busy busy season where I have some more softball coming up and of course my son has stuff going on. I'll be usually that's early enough in the day where it doesn't affect the podcast, but 
so I'll probably be a little more sporadic, but it sounds like you have plenty of options for a co-host now that everyone's internet is better than mine. So. Well, look, now that we don't have you on video, I think we're all good. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. All right. Well, sir, it was been all fun. Right. <laughs> okay. I hope you have a, a great night. We're getting you out of here before midnight your time, which is it's perfect. very rare. Uh, so we'll talk to you when we talk to you, folks. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sports Fantasies with Miller and McCarty. <laughs> and be sure to catch future shows wherever you stream. <laughs> oh, bye-bye now.